Good morning, and welcome to Crime Talk BK. We're your hosts, Joanna Perpich and Megan Duffy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, so it's been a uh, wild ride in Baton Rouge. Uh, we have like this whole menagerie of animals out here. Uh, two dogs, two cats, a flock of chickens, some ducks, and um, most recently, a bird's nest in the chimney, and the birds keep on <laughs> flying out, and then the cat tries to eat them. So that's been really exciting. <laughs> How's New York? <laughs> as hot as balls. Uh, there's a lot of, I think, you know, summertime makes people go a little crazy anyway. Crime goes up, but there's some crazy stuff in the news. Uh I'm fine. Cats are fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. That's good. And New York is now one of the best states in terms of COVID numbers. Until, you know, people start really just forgetting about it entirely because we went from 200-something to 500-something new cases overnight. Plus, the state has revoked 27 liquor licenses since last weekend because bars were not observing the new rules properly. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. The new rules is in only a certain number of people can be in the bar at a time. Well, you can't even be inside. It has to be outdoor oh. dining, and, and they're allowing for outdoor drinking, and they weren't doing um, proper social distancing guidelines. They were just outdoor drinking like it was a regular summer day, and they had yeah. three violations. You know, vi- a lot of them had three violations, so they got their licenses pulled. And uh, Cuomo made an announcement today saying, like, look, you know, three strikes, you're out, babe. Sorry, this has to happen. But we just had 300 new <laughs> cases overnight because of your stupidity. So, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, Louisiana and Texas are just now starting to get their shit together. And actually, I'm in this Facebook group called Cajun Navy. And uh, they oh, I don't used know what to that do... Is. Yeah, they did, like, hurricane relief during Harvey, which is how I found out about them. They do general, like, natural disaster response in the south, um, kind of the Gulf Coast region. And um, they've been posting quite a bit about COVID as, like, a way to spread information. And it's kind of an interesting group because it tends to be very conservative. And the man who runs Cajun Navy is a fairly prominent Republican. Um, and so the comment thread is so bizarre for me to read because I'm fairly liberal. Um, and then Cajun Navy is just kind of like, hey, all you idiots out there, you got to wear a mask. Like, this is not infringing on your liberty. Please, God, wear one. Uh, well, anyway, uh, apparently Donald Trump is now in the group. It's been brought to his attention. And so he's been reading all these comments. And since it's mostly his voter base, I guess he's, like, taking it more seriously. And so I don't know if this is true or not. There's really no way to confirm it. Um, But the head of Cajun Navy, like, had a post uh, saying that um, Trump had, like, he kind of alluded that maybe Trump had, like, talked to him or something and that he's trying to take the concerns of the group more seriously and so I left this comment, and I'm like, well, it's about time. <laughs> like, this is the bare minimum he can be doing. Oh, Lord. Uh, so we'll see. 
Well, that so goes, it's bizarre because now I'm in a Facebook group with Donald Trump. Okay. Well, that goes, you know, directly along with he just uh, fired his campaign manager to rehire another one, a different one, and he wore a mask the other day, calling it patriotic. So yeah. someone somewhere told him, like, yo, you could start helping yourself, but stop sinking yeah, your own just, ship if you want to get reelected. It's like it's a I would. Too late, though. From the bottom of my heart, I would love for Trump to handle coronavirus appropriately. Like, that would just make my day, <laughs> you know? Honestly, I mean, well, yeah, we saved 140,000 lives, you know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on, that's not what, you know, like, I don't want him as fucking president of the United States because he he's an inept boob, but, um, yeah, so here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, um, protests are still going strong in um, a lot of parts of the country. Um, Louisiana has definitely uh, been protesting quite a bit more, although with the uh, spiked numbers, uh, I have been forced to stay home more than I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, I live with a ton of really, really high-risk people. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to research this too closely. We wanted, um, the news this week to stick a little bit closer to New York. Um, but apparently the Department of Homeland Security, I believe is, um, was like shipping out, I guess, to Portland and has been just like arresting protesters in a way that is just very, fishy and disturbing and the word like disappeared disappearing people yeah floating around yeah well it comes from a bar's justice department make no mistake about it even though he says it's not him i'm pretty sure it's him uh yeah there are unmarked uh officers running around in camouflage and other tactical gear uh assaulting and um, kidnapping protesters into unmarked vans. So anybody they're with doesn't know where they went. That is not how our criminal justice system is supposed to work. If anybody is wondering what is broken in our country. I, this, this is, I mean, this is some, terrifying dictator bullshit they are those are the brown shirts and they're going around just disappearing people and then he threatens to send them into chicago and baltimore and new york and all the other big liberal blue blue cities that haven't supported him in the meantime though he hasn't said the the president of the united states hasn't said anything about uh russian bounties on u.s soldiers in afghanistan so that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and the it's world burns. Bummer. The world burns. I know. <laughs> Do you ever listen to the podcast, That's Why We Drink? Yes, I love those, too. I need to get into yeah. it, to be honest. Um, I'm So it's funny because we met through a Facebook group about my favorite murder, but I'm starting to drift a bit further away from them. But at the same time, I feel like I need um, two women women having a good time in my ear 
So definitely um, on the prowl for another podcast. I would highly recommend the Wine and Crime podcast. Yeah. They're three crime and murder, and they're absolutely hysterical. And that's how I found out about, and that's why we drink. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I love. Give them a try. Love, they're so funny. They're so funny and so delightful, and they're my hometown gals, so I support. <laughs> All right, well, uh, now that we've chatted a bit, um, why don't we just get into it? Um, Would you like to go first? Sure. Do you want to talk about the body that was found on the McDonald's in the Bronx? Yes, let's do it. So this was last Wednesday. Uh, Some poor soul around 6 a.m. called 911 from the restaurant. I assume it was a worker. Um, reporting there was a man unconscious on the roof. Now, I don't know why they said he was unconscious, because he was also wrapped in plastic, so yes, How did they know that he was up there? I, it's not clear. Do they <laughs> like, that's like a weird, I don't regularly check the roof of my employment. No, maybe there was some weird, I don't know, it is... It's New York. Like, there's weird things that happen here that people have to do on a regular basis to make the city operate. Um, So, uh, okay, so it was the body of Richard Hamlet, 65. It was initially, and it's still unclear, too, whether it was a full body of Richard Hamlet or half of his body. Because it was originally reported that it was only half of his body wrapped in plastic. I'm going to go with the whole thing, though, and that he was just sort of wrapped up in, like, a fetal position because of the two arrests that happened recently. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, neighbors also said that there was a foul odor coming from the roof, so maybe, or from the McDonald's, maybe that's why someone went up on the rooftop to check to see if there was, like, a dead animal or something up there. Mm -hmm. Um, So so Saturday, police announced that they had arrested an 18-year-old woman from Brooklyn in connection with his, Richard Hamlet's death. She was, she's being held without bail and was arraigned on murder, tampering with evidence and concealing a corpse. Uh, I don't know. That's not really concealing, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of out of the way. Uh, maybe it's the plastic bag. Hmm. I would see more like defiling a corpse, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then this morning it was announced that police arrested a second person in relation to Richard Hamlet's death. Uh, he's 21-year-old from the Bronx, charged with murder and criminally negligent homicide. The charging documents state that these two people broke into Richard Hamlet's apartment because he lived across the street, beat him to death. And then sometime in the middle of the night, dragged him to the roof of the McDonald's. So I'm guessing that there's probably a fire escape. Yeah, there'd have to be. Something. I mean, you can't just put him, take him through McDonald's, order some french fries on your way up to hide a body. Honestly. And how does, you know, I don't know how two people would get guy even if like without some sort of stair access how do you get a body on the roof of a mcdonald's 
that uh, yeah, is there any sort of like motive towards this robbery huh okay i, know, I mean maybe it sounds kind of weird it's really it's kind of bullshit they say they suspected it's robbery um it doesn't sound like mr hamlet the victim was rolling in the dough by any stretch of the imagination but they may have heard, you know, you know how these things go. I watch way too much ID Discovery. They heard a rumor that he had something in his apartment worth value or I don't know. I mean, they could have even just been like, this guy's he's an asshole and we hate him. So let's go beat the mm-hmm. shit out of him. And then he acted, didn't mean to kill him. They just beat him to death by accident. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess you never know. Yeah, maybe just not beat anybody up. I think it's because um, I've been getting really into conspiracy theories recently. Well, we are surrounded by so many of them. (laughs) We should do a show on our favorite conspiracy theories next week. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. I have a good guest host for that one. Um, I have a friend who's a reporter who actually has helped uncover some real conspiracies There's, and so, so it's always fun hearing his opinion on conspiracy theories because oh, I love he gets it. A... <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch the show community i did for the first two seasons mm-hmm. i just I recently watched all of them and they have an episode about conspiracy theories um that's actually pretty funny um but anyway, yeah, we'll have to do a conspiracy-themed episode. That'd be a blast. I love it. Let's do it. I mean, that could take me two weeks to crawl myself out of the <laughs> Reddit rabbit hole, but okay. Yes, ma'am. What do you got? Something fun? Something interesting? Something... Oh, what? yeah. All right. Well, because speaking of conspiracies, um, this is the headline to the article. Leader of Brooklyn Federal Jail Dances acknowledges ties to Nixium sex cult. Oh! Wait, <laughs> what does dances mean? Wait. <laughs> Who wrote this okay. headline? This is so weird. Alright. So, I'm just going to start with the dance part. Okay. Okay, so this is one of those things I had to read the article a couple of times to understand what was happening because it just wasn't registering to my brain. Okay, so we have this man, Eduardo Onsolo, uh, who organizes this dance group called The Forgotten Ones, and they do a nightly dance routine outside the Metropolitan Detention Center in Sunset Park. Okay, wait a minute. Are they... Staying in the Metropolitan Correctional Center, or are they visiting the Metropolitan Correctional Center? <laughs> They're like, you could charitably call them protesters. Okay. All right. All right. So they're like protesters who are like in this kind of like parking lot, kind of fieldish area next to the jail, and. <sighs> They do like these like dance routines and they're all choreographed and there's about six people and sometimes they do backflips. I watched a video of one and it looked like they were doing that like like the rave dance with like the arms. They're kind of like moving around a bit like little squeeze. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I, was, um, I had like the show, the Showtime Subway Rider guys in my head, but then you said Raver Dance, and I'm like, oh yeah, no. I mean, the one I saw, you know, and they bring like a little boombox and they play their song, and you know, it's just that's what it is. And so I think that again, it's like if you're looking at this charitably, it is supposed to be uh, kind of like telling the people in the jail. You know, like, injustice has been done to you. This is a corrupt system, and we are here with you. Okay. What is actually happening? <laughs> Which, I mean, you know what? Yeah, it's kind of an <laughs> eccentric protest technique. It's still a broad stroke of the pen, but okay. Okay. I, feel, I mean, like, I understand. I understand. All right. Charitably, like, this is what they would like the world to think that they're doing. What are they actually doing? All right. So. The Times Union wrote an article on the dance group where former Nixian members um, claimed that it was in support of this one specific inmate called, quote, K. Rose. Now, there is nobody named K. Rose at that prison, uh, but what Wait. would you know? K and R stands for Keith Rainier. Guess who is in that jail? Awaiting sentencing. Oh, right? see. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, one of the Nixium um, survivors is like watching them, like, I guess it was like on TV, some sort of thing. And he recognized at least six of the people dancing as well known members of Nixium. How, also, I have to say, how the fuck is that group's, oops, sorry, I had to turn my volume up. How the fuck is that group still going on like do don't cults need leaders like is there a new leader is this like it's a very manson-esque sort of thing isn't it are they gonna shave all their heads off and carve swastikas in their foreheads now too what the fuck (laughs) i know i know uh all right so eduardo and solo is the founder of this dance group turns out he was a teacher at nixium Mm -hmm. and so um, right. So, uh, you know, the Times Union writes this article and then they post it. And then Ansolo gets, I guess, offended by the article. So he releases a statement on the dance group's website. And he's just like, <laughs> Give it to me, please tell me. says that he was a t- teacher at Nixium. He also said that he wasn't going to, quote, defend Nixium, but that he spoke glowingly of the group and said it has been repre- misrepresented by the media. Um, he, okay. And this is um, as described by the New York Post. He ranted about news reports on the dances, claiming that they misrepresented the participants. Then compared the coverage to Nazi Germany and the systematic racism against black people in America. No. Nope, that's not it. Now, quite frankly, the media, in his defense, the media does typically misrepresent a lot of information. However, um, there have been detailed podcasts with former members, and I've read court documents about it, and they, it is a sex cult. And Keith Raniere is is the devil. He is the devil. Yeah, like, Nixium is, (laughs) like, it is not being misrepresented. If anything... The media has been was too um, nice to Keith Raniere up until relatively recently. Oh, I 
totally agree. They glossed over that shit because there's like with celebrities, Allison Mack and blah blah. blah. Allison Mack, she was in one ass show, one show, which I never even saw. <sighs> Christ Almighty. Anyway, Everybody's so such a goddamn snowflake these days. What the hell? But it was just right. like I, so I like found this article, and that's like it. That's like the entire story. But it was I was just like reading the headline like leader of Brooklyn federal jail. Okay, dances. All right. Acknowledge this nice Nixium. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what is this? That's so, that's so crazy. Like, come on, people. Are th- with everything going on in the world, this is what you're doing? <laughs> I mean, you couldn't find uh, better avenues for your time and money? Really? Oh. Good Lord. So, anyway, Keith Rainier can hear, like, a little boombox through the concrete walls and he knows that he's not alone I guess. I want to know what their music, what songs they're playing. It's probably <laughs> some bullshit like vanguard thing that they had commissioned when he, the th- yeah. It's yeah. like their meeting theme song or some bullshit like that I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, I miss you. Um, okay. Oh, I miss you too. I there miss is you. a um video of it of them playing on the new york post okay well now i know so i'm gonna go watch that when we're done <laughs> it is so funny yeah there's one two three there's about six or seven of them they all have their like hands in the air are they wearing like weird robes and shit like i just it's like, come on people are dying the economy is in the tank and you're out there worshiping your fearless leader. It's like the it's like those little minions from Toy Story. Ugh, the claw. I can't. I can't. I'm so I'm so tired of people not thinking for themselves. Okay. So is that all you had? Yep. That's all. Okay. So this one's a bit of a longer story, so I'm going to start with that one. I can I can wrap up with the um, other story I have. But I want to talk about Roy Den Hollander. You'd All right. He'd be a, he, you'd think he'd be from the South with that name, but he's actually from New York. Um, so Roy Den Hollander is found dead at a campsite near Liberty, New York, of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Authorities believe he is the shooter who killed 20-year-old Daniel Andrel, son of federal judge Esther Salas, and wounded her husband, Mark Andrel, in their home in New Jersey. Big news. This is huge news right now. So I wanted to specifically for Roy Den Hollander. Now, if you're also a, um, a, a Designing Women fan, which I am and you love Julia Sugarbaker who is the Terminator she has this great episode where she rips rips this guy named Roy Don and all I could think about was that when I kept reading this but so it turns out that Roy he goes by Den Uh, he's an attorney and he's garnered a lot of media attention since 2003 for lawsuits he's filed against 
bars and nightclubs for ladies' nights, claiming they violate the 14th Amendment. And he filed suits against the federal government challenging the Violence Against Women Act. And he filed a lawsuit against Columbia University to ban their women's studies program. Also, he got his MBA from Columbia. Yeah, so... Um, I'm going to tell you what happened because I want to give um, Judge Salas and her family their due. And then I'm going to go on a huge rant about Den. Um, okay. Sounds seven, well deserved. He's a, yeah, he's a fucking, he's a 75 year old incel. Jesus Christ. Um, so, um, let me see where I'm. I know it's here. So he, he is suspected of. So he went to the judge's house uh, dressed as a FedEx man. I think it was last Tuesday, and shot Mark Andrel, uh and Daniel uh, when Daniel went to his father's aid at the front door. Daniel died on scene. Mark is in the hospital recovering. Uh, Judge Esther Salas was not home at the time. Um, the ties between Den Hollander and Judge Salas are precarious at best, even though he's been going on about her for years. Um, she's also a a successful Latina judge and attorney who pulled herself out of not the greatest circumstances. Um, so he had one case um, that he argued before her, and that was um, a, he brought a lawsuit representing a woman uh, who wanted to, they sought to register women for military selective service, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah they claim that the draft was unconstitutional because it barred women from registering. Now, quite frankly, there is some truth to that. I I would say there is some sexism involved in that. Um, so the and the and Salas for her part was she dismissed part and let part of it go forward. So she wasn't, you know, she wasn't just like you're a crazy person. Even though he's brought all of these other crazy cases to bear, which I will point out shortly um so he uh apparently went on this long uh violent rampage after he was diagnosed with cancer but but and i read that and i was like but his diagnosis was two years ago right huh so i like he's just he's just he's just been like simmering in his own juices um um so the feds after the shooting the feds have sort of has some ideas because there were uh there was another shooting in california of another lawyer who strangely enough was uh a quote-unquote men's rights lawyer whatever that you know whatever that means Mm -hmm. um to, to you, like, to me, it means something very narrow and specific um, based on, like, 
you know, the court system and, and um, family law. Um, but, okay. Have uh, you heard of the men's rights movement? I have heard of it, but I don't really know a lot about it. Um, it's basically so, just but, like incel o'clock. Yeah, so he's yeah. like a lawyer that represents incels. I don't know. Okay, well, he didn't really represent a lot of incels. So he, um, this was a few months ago back in California. Mark Angelucci was shot by a man and killed in the, um, shot four times in the back and killed at his home by a man dressed as a FedEx delivery person at his home. Right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, these days and there's cameras everywhere. So I'm pretty sure that they, if this guy knew he was dying, I don't really think he cared too much about getting caught. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's, oh, and also um, the feds found his car up at Liberty and in the car there was a photo of New York Chief Judge Janet DeFiore. Um, now, the feds did specify that she was a possible target, but if he's going around shooting judges, one could <coughs> surmise that maybe that is the case, considering he's very anti-woman. Mm-hmm. Now, Den Hollander, 72 years of age. Um, in an interview with the New Yorker back in 2010, uh, he, even though he is a blatant, oh, well, let me start in 2003 when he filed a, uh, he was the sole plaintiff and it was a class action lawsuit called Hollander versus Flashdance Topless Club. And yeah, yes, ma'am, it does. So, And I quote, this is from the very first paragraph of the lawsuit because I couldn't help myself. Uh, Plaintiff brings this action pro se against what he alleges to be a criminal enterprise that spans the globe from New York to Russia to Chechnya to Cyprus to Mexico. The defendants are alleged to be members of the enterprise and include plaintiff's former wife, her mother, associates and divorce lawyers, various exotic dancing clubs, members of alleged organized crime groups, models, escorts escort agencies, a Cypriot bank, and a New York police detective. That last one seems very specific. Um, and this is all in a RICO for emotional distress, because apparently the uh, former wife he met in Russia while he was living in Russia. Mm-hmm. And they were, together, they were together for years. And when they finally moved back to New York City, she up and left him and divorced him and said, yes, it was for your money and your green card later days. Oh. So... He admittedly says, like, this was his turn into um, anti-feminazis. He's an anti-feminazi is what he, he mm-hmm. calls himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's penned le- lengthy documents uh, um, filled with, like, bigoted and sexist content on his own website, which you can find. I'm not going to give you the address. That is your problem. Um. um he has this thing called the Evolutionary Correct Cyclopedia, where he makes stupid, crazy remarks about, quote, solutions to what we call, quote, political commies and feminists. Um, he says, 
things begin to change when individual men start taking out those specific persons responsible for destroying their lives before committing suicide. I found his um, encyclopedia. Yeah. Oh, this is gross. Okay, so here's the thing, though. He hates women so much, and yet he takes hip-hop dance classes and hangs out at the bars in the meatpacking district, and he likes, you know, he likes, he says he like he doesn't like uh, blonde white women anymore. He likes um, black girls and Latinas and Asian girls. Uh, I don't take the classes because I go to, you know, he's like this weird skeevy, like dinosaur from the 70s where he goes to take classes to meet the chicks, right? He wants all the late, he's the only heterosexual man in the in the room. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. He's just gross. I don't he know. Soups, like, ugh. He soups gross. And like, I would argue, uh, uh, like not, I mean, yeah, bitter, sure. After your divorce, fine. But like, really, if if that divorce sends you into this downward spiral, and then the cancer diagnosis, you were really only hanging on by a thread to begin with. <laughs> Agreed. So, like, a lot of people get divorced by like women trying to marry you for your money and don't go on a murder spree of judges that support women oh, yeah. okay, or like so, the families of. Yeah, I know. Here's one of my favorite things that I read in a 2010 interview with DNAinfo.com. Do you remember that website? I used to love that website. Mm-hmm. Um, since the beginning of his string of anti-feminist lawsuits, uh, he said his clientele's dried up and he's been virtually, quote, pink-listed by potential legal employers. So unable to find wow, work, okay. he's turned to acting, earning a hundred dollars a day as a movie extra. Oh. Mhm. All right. Mhm. Cool. Yeah. So this is the man. Now there's okay. I will. I will also have to tell you this. Um, I did dive into his. Uh, scourges and he does go on about the judge herself about being he calls her a number of um, Latin slurs and uh, uh, female slurs and it's it's just, it's just this tirade against her and I don't and it's an unclear why like she allowed half of his lawsuit his latest lawsuit in front of him and front of her to go ahead so why in the world would he it, it that's what i'm saying it's like the synapses aren't connecting in his brain because she was like yeah this you have a valid point here mm-hmm. i'm gonna get rid of this one but you have a valid point on this one so please go ahead then he had to bow out because of his cancer diagnosis uh the law firms he was working at don't really have anything to say about it so <laughs> i can like, imagine I can um, imagine. Uh, yeah. There was also a thing that came out that right before the attack on her family, she was assigned uh, the Deutsche Bank case involving Jeffrey Epstein. So there's a big conspiracy theory right there. Uh, I, was gonna say, I, I thought that that was. I thought that this was that judge. 
what what are your thoughts on this theory? No, nope. This Dan Hollander is a lone actor. Doesn't have anything to do with. Although he is a Trump supporter, I will tell you that. But I think he was so far. Well, I don't know. I mean, if we're gonna go deep into Reddit conspiracy type theories, we could say that the Justice Department sent some um, clandestine operators to meet with the crazed Den Hollander to convince him to pull this off. But if because he already pulled it off in California against the uh, the other lawyer anyway, and since you have a death sentence, what do you have to lose? You could argue that. Well, I was wondering more if it's just that he thinks Jeffrey Epstein has been misaligned. I don't know. I mean, if he's uh, already off his rock with oh, it. Probably. Well, of course he has, because all of these uh, women are lying. If he, you know, like, of course he's going to think that. I don't know if he, I don't think he'd support Glenn, although Donald Trump just came out and said, I wish her well. So. Uh, I don't think he'd support Ghislaine because she's got more money than God and could, you know, mm-hmm. drive him into the ground. But this man was not uh, mentally all there. Yeah. Huh, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, he's been in the New York press since 2003. And I, about his crazy anti-female, like he was a self-proclaimed misogynist, crazy anti-feminist, giving rights to women takes rights away from men. That's yeah. what he believes. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Well, yeah, so sounds like Jill is not a terrible place for him. He's dead. He killed himself. Oh, plot twist. No, I said that right at the very beginning. He was found. He was found dead at a campsite near. That's okay. The connection is. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, he. I started. He's found dead at a campsite. A couple days ago, near Liberty, New York, with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. I don't know how I missed that. I think I was just so, like, excited thinking about um, these murders that I kind of um, just kind of glanced over that part. Oh, good riddance. (laughs) Honestly, you saved your taxpayers a few dollars. Thank you, because you were such a litigious shit. You were such a litigious shit. Uh, can you imagine how long that fucking criminal trial would have gone on? Jesus Christ. And a woman oh. judge? Ooh, or a woman prosecutor? Oh, good lord. Uh, well, I have um, some other news about scummy men. Do tell. Are you ready for this? Um, I don't know. There's so much of it these days. I try not to become inured to it. Um... Sorry, there might be a little bit of talking in the background. Um, That's okay. It should go away in a moment. Okay. Um, all right. So what I have is disgraced ex-Fox News anchor Ed Henry is um, accused of sexual assault in federal lawsuit. Um, also mentioned in the lawsuit as scummy men are, shocking to no one, Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson. No, shocking to no one. 
Although I don't know who Ed is. I have no idea who he is. Yeah, I hadn't really heard about him either. Um, he is, I guess, just like a former Fox News anchor. And when I say former, I mean like two days before the lawsuit hit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. They like saw the ray on the wall. They're like, you need to like go. Roger Ailes, right? Hey, Roger Ailes, whatever. All right. Okay. Um, so the lawsuit claims that Fox News executives provided an environment for Ed Henry, who at the time was this news anchor, um, to just really um, sadistically assault and abuse uh, young female staffers. And uh, as I said, they only fired him after learning that um, there is a lawsuit kind of on the horizon, uh, which has since then um, been filed to the Manhattan Federal Court. He right. looks, just so you know, I've just looked him up. He looks, he's giving me a lot of Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Just for those of us, because most of our listeners, I assume, don't listen to Fox News. There could be a few stragglers, but quite frankly, National Fox News, he's giving me Brett Kavanaugh, that angry, my tie is just a little too tight, my makeup is rubbing off on my collar, my hair is probably a piece. He has kind of like that jaunty good old boy look. Yeah. Born in... Oh, he's from Queens. All right. uh, So... The suit was filed on behalf of two former employer, employees, Jennifer Eckhart and Kathy Aru, and uh, they named Fox News and Henry as defendants. Um, and then, of course, within the body of the lawsuit, they um, mentioned Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and a man named Howard Kurtz. And so the whole point that they're trying to make here is, is that all right, so for sure Ed Henry is a scumbag, but then also that the um, network has allowed this to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, a long history of that. Thank you, Roger Ailes. And the uh, lawsuit, um, according to this article from New York Daily News, um, is described as going into graphic and specific detail, which I will not be going into here. Well, I'm going to be like skating over some of the more disturbing stuff, but um, we are talking about sexual assault, so this is something that um, doesn't go well with your coffee, um, you might want to fast forward a few minutes. Um, or, you know, just <laughs> change the channel oh, for a little bit. To me. I haven't had, I know, I haven't, I, I've talked to my mother, and um, she's the only person aside that I've talked to in the last couple of days that allowed me to just, like, scream into the phone about shit, so please give it to me! And listeners, All I'm right. sorry. Um, I might go on a rant. I might. All right. So Jennifer Eckhart started at Fox as a freelance assistant um, to a Fox business host in 2013 when she was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So she is like starry-eyed, right out of college, like wants to like make her career in TV. And so she alleges uh, that Henry, um, who is married but like this – is like so irrelevant to his behavior. Um, he uh, well assaulted her. Why? It's the new and, right question. And um, he like assaulted her like brutally. Oh. Like God. I was reading about it, and it was like it tur- it turns your stomach. Current. Um, and then he took photos of her during the assault. Oh um, and fuck it as that. Blackmail. 
Okay, and that's not fucking kid, blackmail. That's trophies. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, the suit also contains at least a dozen text messages um, sent from him to her. And these texts are also, like, really terrible. He's like, oh, that was so hot the other night, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you like being dominated, you know, stuff like that. And it's just, like, text after text after text after text of him to her, and she's just, like, not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, That's harassment. Yeah, let me see. And, and, and witness then, intimidation, um, Yeah. Like, I could go on. I go on and on and on. Uh, I hate him. I hate him. Yeah, I know. And this isn't even all of it. (laughs) He also sent, um, like, lewd text messages to Kathy Aro, who is also in the suit, during the first half of 2020. Um, He sent her, um, quote, lewd photos and videos of naked women. Um, One of the videos is titled, Fastest In." Interview candidate selected in three seconds, and the video is of a woman um, having it's like a porn video, basically. Oh, good God! And so, and, uh, so he then texted Kathy, and he's like, "Are you available for an anchor interview tomorrow?" <gasps> yeah. Oh God! He knew that she was looking for a full-time work at Fox. And that she was trying to, like, build up her career. And he makes this horrible joke. Oh, oh my God. It's no wonder he's fucking single. Mm-hmm. His wiki says he was divorced in 2017 by Elizabeth Tilson. Good on you, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. That was Roger Ailes. Whoops. Going back. Nope. He's married. <laughs> Shirley Henry. Sorry. He's married. That Roger Ailes. Oops. Um, Too many and, white men at Fox News. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. All creepy white men. Um, all right. So, and then, all right, things do not get easier for this woman. In 2018, Sean Hannity offered to pay $100 to any man on set willing to take her out on a date, um, despite her uh, clear discomfort with it, um, so- which is like... It's definitely creepy. It is, like, not on the same level as some of the other stuff that we've talked about, but that is definitely inappropriate uh, work behavior. Um, um, and then also, it's just, like, kind of creepy to, like, be paying for... But anyway, yeah. Uh, so and then me. in December of 2018, um, she started appearing on Tucker Carlson's show. And uh, she... Uh, Oh, it was her last appearance on his show. But she was like a, maybe not like a full-on regular, but, you know, like, Kathy Rue was um, often on on Tucker Carlson's show. And then in December, um, a producer uh, said that Carlson wanted her to stick around after filming, you know, where this is headed. Oh, following man. the show, uh, quote from the lawsuit, following the show, Mr. Carlson Hardly making any effort to hide his intentions, began telling Ms. Haru that he would be alone in New York City that night and specifically said that he would be staying alone in his hotel room without any wife or kids. Uh, so she declined, and Tiger Carlson just dropped her from the show, did not invite her on again. Do you know what all of these people have in common? Yeah. Aside from shitty behavior and uh, rape culture and Fox News. Bad spray tans. Bad spray tan. 
Uh, yeah. so, uh, we'll be watching this lawsuit closely. Definitely. Gross. And I and I hope, um, especially Ed Henry is brought to justice. Um, and it's like, uh, like Fox had even said that they like had an internal investigation into the allegations, and she's like, they didn't even talk to me. Like, I don't know what type of internal investigation this would be. Anyway. They didn't have any internal investigation. They basically offered her a lot of money to go away and keep quiet. That's what they've always done. That's And then, you know, but their meal tickets go away and those guys get like, they get golden parachute settlements and that just sit on the sidelines for five years. And then they give them like front projects for companies that are quote unquote not associated with Fox News. But come on, you're all, yeah. all in a club. You're all in a club. You're all horrible horrible human beings mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they'd be supporters of roy den hollander so mm-hmm. for sure turns out though that the three men at fox news that you mentioned are married mm-hmm. yeah i don't, I don't understand like um like yeah like if anyone had <laughs> if my partner was in trouble for this i that would be a deal breaker, mm-hmm, for sure. Are you kidding me? I would move out of the house so goddamn fast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's also like men get away with these things partially also because women around them support them. Partially, too, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a culture of silence around sexual harassment and rape. Generally speaking, always has been. Um, up until the Me Too movement, we had—I mean, like we hadn't seen even like 10% of what the Me Too movement brought ahead. It's been, but that's only like 50% of what we actually know, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's—I mean, it's everywhere. It's at NBC. It's at—it's—it's it's at the liberal networks too. Like those guys. It's just men in know, power. Men in, give a—you know—give a little man a little power. That's it's just, you know, just instead of it's it's not Paul Bart Mall Cup anymore. Now it's fucking men on TV every night who make 40 million dollars a year Mm -hmm. who who never had. uh, Oh, it sounds like the president of the United States who never had um, any sort of. um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Esteem self-esteem or confidence and now that they're in power they become bullies right and yeah it's just it's just sure. how it works yeah fuck everybody uh, i'll cut that out <laughs> well i think that those are um my big ones uh do you have anything else uh before we wrap up the call i a quick one we can do uh should should tailor us out so um as we all have read um headline news Fahim Saleh was found dismembered in his Lower East Side apartment at 265 East Houston Street which is right across the street from my old apartment uh when his sister went to his apartment 3:30 last Tuesday she called 911 um Officers responding found 
Soleil's closed torso, bags containing his head and arms, and an electric saw in the living room. Oh. Yeah. Everything just right there. I mean, yeah. So, according to court papers, um, Monday, um, surveillance video dated Monday from the apartment building shows him Soleil getting on there with a male dressed all in black with a mask on. Now, these days, wearing a mask is not that big of a deal, so I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. Um, and right when the elevator doors are about to open, the unidentified male hits him with a stun gun, knocking him down. Now, the, apartment, the elevator doors open up directly into his apartment, right? It's just a one-floor mm-hmm. deal. Right? Yeah. Right, so... He stumbles off the elevator and this person stabs him several times um, and then he leaves and then returns on Tuesday to do the cleanup. Hmm. So, um, and then while he was there cleaning up, it, apparently he was disturbed by the, the cousin who is the one that called 911, right? Like, so that's the basic timeline. Mm-hmm. 21-year-old Tyrese Devin Haspel was arrested and jailed um, without bail on Saturday morning. He pled not guilty to second-degree murder. As far as I'm concerned, if you bring a stun gun and a knife to a elevator, you're planning something. Just saying. I think that they undercharge. But that's just my opinion. Um, half from Brooklyn, originally from Long Island. Um, he was found in another luxury apartment building, several doors down from the plane. It was reported that video has surfaced of Haspel buying the electric saw and cleaning supplies at a hardware store nearby. He is the executive assistant to Soleil and the motive is that he is embezzled up around $100,000 from the tech CEO because he was doing financial and personal work for him and was on a really um, basic repayment plan. Like, so they found out about it. They had a talk. It's like, I can only give you like $50 a week or something. And apparently he changed his mind he has no criminal record. Um, yeah, I can't believe that he was so chill about it. Yeah, right? I mean, like, okay, so, like, It's look, like, this listen, guy, you've got a sweet deal. I know, but the C, this, guy, this, this tech guy, Fahim, right, he's CEO of a ride-hailing motorcycle startup founded in Nigeria, right? So he's all about helping and bettering others and making things easier for other people so when i read that i was like you know i i get it he's probably just trying to be forgiving and and whatever but um yeah so haspel's attorney (laughs) quote urges people to keep an open mind about the situation sure which okay uh, you brought a stun gun and a knife. 
you had plans. One. Mm-hmm. You went and bought a electric saw and cleaning supplies. You had plans. So. This is not. Oh, God. Although it did bring me back to the Robert Durst trial in Galveston. Right? Yeah. A little bit. Even though he's not dressed as a mute woman. Um, so autopsy shows that Soleil <laughs> Had to, had to, girl. Uh, autopsy reveals that Soleil had been stabbed five times in the neck and torso, and there were multiple wounds to his arm, hands, forehead, and back. The, mm-hmm. the yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, he's just, I mean, if you look at his picture, he's just like this wide-eyed, beautiful soul who's just trying to go out and better the world. And it's really disheartening. Yeah. Nothing like ending it on a bummer, bummer, Megan. <laughs> it's it's a murder show. Excuse me. I know, I know. Um, we haven't well, done murder, murder in a while either. Unless you're talking about cops murdering people. But this was for me. This was like a light, a light research show, and I was pleased. Thank you for allowing a potpourri. <sighs> um. Well, uh, I think that's probably all that we have time for today. Uh, Looks like it, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Crime Talk BK. Um, We will be here next week. Um, I really appreciate uh, everyone sticking with us through a few weeks of uh, reruns. Um, My life has been very hectic and going in weird directions. so I just needed some time to reboot. Uh, but now we are back. We yeah. are back. We are back with a vengeance. All right, kids. Thank you so much. Uh, we all love you all. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.